Hey mamas, it's time to rise and grind. It's me, Brittany, and I'm back with Christian Mom Uncensored, the podcast where I dive into all the real, raw, unfiltered mommy struggles and all the things from marriage to raising babies to making decisions to leaps of faith to trials and tribulations, you know it all. Thanks so much for stopping by this Thursday. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. So this week it is Thanksgiving. Woo, woo, woo. And before I dive into like the normal holiday talk spiel, I want to do the normal life spiel because I feel like I haven't had a chance to update you guys like recently with what's going on and what I'm thinking and all of the things. So we're going to start there. And then, of course, we'll have some holiday talk, you know, after I get to have my little podcast therapy right about now with you guys. So lately, a lot is going on in my life, and I need to kind of unload it onto all of you and tell you what's going on. So the first thing I want to say is that Ethan, my husband, is officially back into the office. And I did not realize how much him being at home helps me during the day. Um, with the kids because the way we're set up is uh, he works in the basement and down in the basement is like 95% of our kids' toys. I work in the living room. We have a corner with toys that I'm clearing out this weekend to put up the Christmas tree. Um, but, and I have my computer in the living room. And the, so there's a TV on both floors. Typically, I will wake up in the morning between like 5.30, 5.45, try to log in by 6. If I've had a rough night, I'll do it an hour later, get up at between 6.30, 6.45, log in at 7. My kids usually wake up anywhere between 7.30 and 8.30, and then I'll make breakfast. And everyone is fed by 9. Um, most, most of the time, my kids are fed by 8.30. And from there, I'll try to get some work done. So the nature of both of our jobs is we are answering questions, we are looking at people's work, we are checking people for, you know, the quality of their work and grading and things like that. And so a lot of times during the day, I'm interrupted with phone calls um, from the people that I that, that are under me. Um, and my husband's job kind of fluctuates. Sometimes he's working on different things. Uh, he's in finance, and then sometimes he's answering questions. And so it is really difficult to have your two little kids at home when you're trying to grade things, calculate things. Both of our jobs are pretty technical and with finances and things. And then um, still, you know, do things for your kids. I'm not one who likes to sit my kid in front of a, a screen all day. So I will set up like an activity, a craft, um, magnetiles, um, which are just like these magnetic tiles you build with, or Legos, um, coloring pages, or like a fun, silly activity. Like yesterday, I had this aluminum pan left from Elliot's birthday that we never used, and I just filled it with a whole bunch of balls, and it made a ton of noise in the background, but Elliot loves to make music, and so that was like a good sensory game for him. For like 30 minutes, he's just playing with these balls, which allowed me to grade. But anyway... 
I have wanted so badly since the start, the conception of this podcast to be a stay-at-home mom. And in a way, I am. I do stay at home, but I'm also working. And it's really, really hard to stop and put Elliot down for a nap, to stop and take Mia to the bathroom, to stop and get snacks, to stop and answer questions when my kids need something. And when Ethan's here, we can kind of bounce off of each other. You know, I can be like, hey, babe, can you grab a snack? I need to answer this call. Or, hey, babe, can they come down in the basement for an hour so I can really focus on work? And what what has happened is because my time is so divided, it's made me a really efficient worker. Like, I can get a lot of work done in a short amount of time. Um, which is good for me, but on the flip side, it's just so challenging. And so we're in a season where we're going to have to make some changes with him being in the office because it's, it's very hard for me to do, to do it all by myself and while I'm working. And so I'm not sure if we're looking at once a week, my kids do it with my grandmother's. I think that's the most likely choice. But then the challenges are my kids don't nap at my grandma's. So by the time I pick them up, they're going to go to sleep at late, and which means they're going to go to bed later, which means that we're all going to wake up later the next day. And the next day Mia has school. And so trying to figure out what do I do. Um, another option is to hire a nanny. And here's what I'll say. A couple months ago, I was really on the hunt for a nanny. I was looking, I was actively seeking for a nanny. I decided it's too much. It doesn't make sense. Why are we sitting here struggling? The nanny could work half the day and it would be great. I ended up deciding that with COVID, you know, you can't tell people what they can and cannot do. And I know friends who have nannies or well, not really friends. I just know, you know, acquaintances in my life that have nannies and people I know who are like, yeah, we take all our precautions and, you know, if our nanny gets sick, she doesn't come and all this other stuff. I, I just don't want somebody else raising my kids. And not that they are. It's just that it's just a whole other added level of stress. Now I have to make sure the nanny's set up. Now I have to make sure I run out and get money for the nanny or however I pay her. I might to pay her like direct deposit or like whatever online. Um, and I would just rather not do all that. And so I'm over here struggling, right? Having the working mom at home life balance that I want, but it's very, very hard. And so I don't know what we're going to do about it. The additional challenge is that not only is my husband out of the office, but he's not getting home till 745, eight o'clock every night. So I'm doing, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner by myself with the kids, which I know lots of moms do. And the reason why I say it would be so much easier if I was just staying at home and not working is I can admit being a stay-at-home mom is hard. I'm basically at home all the time with my kids. It's hard. It's lonely. I'm very lonely. I'm in a place where I've been reaching out to friends. I don't feel like begging my friends to hang out with me, though. They have lives. They can do whatever, whenever they want. Um, But your girl's over here struggling. Yeah, your girl is doing the mom thing every day and losing her mind. But um, I just, it would be a lot easier if I was not in charge of dealing with the work stuff because I could just do the kids stuff. Because I will tell you, there's days I've taken off of work just to do the kids stuff because, you know, I don't want to always just be working um, and I've just been tired or my kids, last week my kids were sick. 
which was, which was fun. It was just like sniffles. It wasn't anything serious, but they both, Elliot was up all night sniffly and coughing and upset and Mia never coughed, but she had sniffles for a few days. But anyway, I could, I could mom game strong if I was just staying at home. And I really do a lot when I, when I don't have to work, I get a lot done. And so I, I feel like here's how I'm going to talk about like existence and things. I do feel like perhaps this is the struggle for now. And a lot of times we're working towards what we want to do, what we want to be. Honestly, if I won the lottery and I could not worry about finances, I would just quit, right? If I just had someone wanted to give me a million dollars today, I could quit. I could do mom stuff, which is all I want to do. Um, the podcast, mom groups, um, honestly, mom conferences and mom retreats. Like that's really the mo- the the movement I'm heading towards is mom retreats, mom events, mommy and me. Like lots of whole there's this whole business thing going on. But in the meantime, I'm stuck doing this, and a lot of times when we're stuck in a hard place, and this is hard, and admittedly, I'm making it harder on myself by not hiring somebody. But I'm just not ready to take that on. I've had nannies in the past. I loved our previous nanny. Don't feel like dealing with another one, though. Um, You know, you have to set yourself up for your future. And so right now, there's a big setup. The additional thing that makes it hard, and this is just me venting, sorry, guys, is my husband runs a basketball league, um, like an entire recreational basketball league. So he's in charge of the coaches, in charge of the teams, in charge of uniforms, registration night. Um, We're in charge of, I handle the PR, recruitment, fundraising aspect side of it. And we're doing this all, it's a nonprofit organization that we do it with. And I do really enjoy seeing my husband, Ethan, thrive in that environment. He he loves kids. He he loves sports. He loves this kind of situation. He loves growing a program from the ground up, which is basically what we're doing. But to me, you know, he's running out once a week to be out late. So like, for instance, this week, he had a Tuesday meeting at, um, at seven. And so he was home for the day, but then he had to leave at six. And so I was left with doing bedtime routine, um, by myself, which is typically what goes on the days he's in the office. So that was three days. And then on Friday, we have another registration night. So we'll be gone, you know, late. We'll be, we won't be getting home till like nine o'clock. The kids will be with us. And so it's this whole kind of young thing that I love because I can tell like, we're going to look back when our kids are older and hopefully this thing is established and hopefully the podcast expands. I'll be able to look back and say, wow, we really worked hard and, and like we were grinding during that time. But it's hard. And I feel like a lot of times, I don't know about you guys, but you can get really discouraged when you have dreams and they take a while to come true. And especially living in 2021 where everything's instant gratification. I can get Amazon same day overnight delivery. I've done that a lot where it's been like six o'clock and I've been like, you know what? I really need this in the morning. I'll uh, Amazon overnight deliver it to me. So it's at my, on my porch at 4am. I'll hear them on my porch at 4am dropping off my packages. They know it's me probably. And, um, which I have a funny story about my <laughs> delivery services, but it's hard when you are really working on a dream. It's hard for like on the my business side that um, I'll share with you all very shortly. I keep saying that, but business takes time, right? But like on the podcast side, it's hard when you're trying to like grow up, you know, grow the podcast so that moms can come on and listen and feel like, yep, that's so me. Yep, I can relate and like laugh at my pain because like we've all had the same pain. Like that's the whole point of the podcast is to to share like 
have a faith-based faith perspective. Like I'm a Christian. I love God. I trust God. I have dreams. He has plans for my life, but those plans are hard to, to like follow through. And so, and those like dreams and desires are hard to work for. And so I want you guys to be able to listen to somebody who's in the creation stage and is in the grinding stage so that if you have a goal, a dream, a vision for your life, and you're also in this baby creation stage, I'm right there with you. It's hard. And so I saw this quote on somebody I follow on Instagram um, said, I saw that they posted, I follow a bunch of random moms on Instagram, but I'm not on Instagram enough to like get to know them. (laughs) So anyway, one of them said, don't let your um, job like trample your gift or um, replace your gift or take over the time. Basically like your job shouldn't replace your gift. Like you don't want to spend your whole life working your job when you could have spent your whole life doing your gift or calling your passion. And I feel that to my core. Like if you know this podcast, you know that that's me to a T. That's my MO. If you ask my mom, she's she'd say, yeah, Brit's all about quitting work and living the dream. And honestly, that's what we should be doing. But with in the age of like hustle culture and not just hustle culture, um, social media and I think as millennials and uh, like, you know, now that all of us millennials are 30 or almost 30, we are told to be an entrepreneur. We are told to work for yourself. We were told, first of all, to go to college and get a degree and go into debt. Then we were told to have babies and some of us couldn't afford to. Some of us haven't had them yet. Some of us like me have had them. And then we're told, you know what, you shouldn't let the world boss you around, like you should be your own boss. But all of those things like going to college and getting a degree and finding a spouse that's good for you, that's your person and getting married and having kids and getting a house and being an entrepreneur, it's, that's hard. It's like a crazy long list. And who made up the list? And like, why is that the list? And why do we have to do it? Um, not to say I don't want any of those things. Like, I'm glad that I got my college degree. I'm glad that I'm married to my husband. I love my children. I'm checking off all the things. But not everyone's meant to be an entrepreneur. And even if all of us could be, it takes a lot of work. And I know I have a friend, a friend of mine who was like, listen, I've tried this entrepreneur stuff. Let me tell you, I like my job. I like clocking in. I like my consistent paycheck. I like how much money I make. I don't mind my schedule. I can work from home some days, go into the office some days. I don't need to grind to be my own boss and have sporadic paychecks and whatever. And that fits her life. And I feel like that makes sense. Some people are meant to like do the thing and some of us aren't. I know a lot of women who like, like I did this, I used to sell Mary Kay products and I love Mary Kay and I've seen people make lots of money and live off of Mary Kay. Am I called to, to be a Mary Kay rep? I don't think so. Um, will I continue to, you know, support the people I know who sell? Yes. And buy the products that I like? Yes. And not all of us are meant to be salespeople either. Anyway, I'm going on this long tangent, but I was just wanted to say that like in this season of hard, it can be easy to lose sight of the end goal and to lose faith that it's possible. That's what I'm trying to say is that I've been in this season in this place where sometimes I'm like, is this even going to work out? Like of all, is all this crying and praying going to work out or do I need to just accept my fate? And I have days where I'm ready to just accept my fate. And then I have days where I'm like on fire and working. And I think that's the nature of life. Like there are days where you 
want to make changes, want to do different things, hope for bigger, better accomplishments, hope for all of these different life-changing moments. And there are days where you literally cannot get out of bed because you're exhausted from mothering so hard and wiping. And and um, I just wanted you to hear that I think it's normal whenever you're pursuing something to have periods of doubt, to have times of exhaustion, and to need to rest and recuperate. For instance, with me and Instagram, in order to promote this podcast, I knew I really need to be active there. Same with like all social media platforms. I have been away from social media because I'm tired. And I'm moving into a season where I want to be more present, but I've had to acknowledge that if you're burnt out while you're running this race, you're not going to finish it. Like you can't run at your full speed the whole race. I cannot run at my full speed for five miles. I can't. Some people can. I can't. I can run at my full speed for half a mile or I don't even know the distance. I'm not a runner. I mean, I run. I, I, I lightly jog around my neighborhood sometimes, but I'm, I'm not a runner. I only do that because I feel like it's the cool thing to do. I don't even like running and I just want to be healthy, but I don't know. But like you can't run your full speed all the time. Sometimes you need to take breaks and I think that's okay. And I think that in your journey, there's going to be peaks and valleys. And then one day your peak will be so high that even if you go into a valley, it will never be as low as it was before. And so I have periods where I look at my life and I'm like, wow, this is hard. This is the hardest thing I've ever done. And I look at my past and I'm like, well, that was harder. What I did, you know, in yesteryear was harder. And so anyway, that was like, I guess my mini sermon about, (laughs) thanks for coming to my TED Talk about chasing your dreams and having goals. We can't all be Rachel Hollis tomorrow. We can't all be Oprah Winfrey tomorrow. We can't all be Steve Jobs tomorrow. I don't know why I said Steve Jobs. Like he's not even a woman. But anyway, I was just thinking about successful people. Successful people have pitfalls. And a lot of times we forget that when we see them on the top, like Rachel Hollis is like not trending anymore. Um, I still love her books and, you know, I like the things that the tools that she's given me in her books. Um, we're not going to talk all about Rachel Hollis. I'm not, I don't shame people at all. Anyway. Okay. So life is hard, but we got this. So on to holiday talk, um, I talked a little bit last week about just like random holiday things about how I was getting my tree and how I want to make my own traditions with my kids and what types of things I like to give as presents. So I'm going to give you guys just some ideas if you don't have any, I'm going to just kind of like brainstorm them aloud of different kinds of gifts that I've given people over years that people have really liked and I've seen them use. So one year I got my parents as well as my grandparents throw blankets for their couches with their last name on it and I thought that was a cute gift because like who doesn't love throw blankets and then also like I made sure it was like my my grandparents favorite color and it kind of matched their living room so they could use it so I've seen that in their house pretty much ever a couple times I don't know if it's sitting out right now but I've seen it out there I've also gotten my grandparents a doormat that says like bless this home and all who enter or something like that Uh, My grandfather's a pastor, so, like, faith is in our family. And um, 
something that's cool is like if you have somebody who likes to fish they have i forgot what they're called just search fish box or it's like a tackle box it's not really a tackle box it's like this you can buy these cool you know how everything's in a gift box or subscription these days but you can buy them separately on amazon just like one individual one my uncle fishes a lot so last year i got him just like this little box of like cool fishing stuff for the type of fish that's in our region and so he could use that the next time he went fishing um and I also like to do personalized gifts. So if you're ever like, I don't want to get someone something they're not going to use, like if you want it to be useful, you could get a cute personalized um, umbrella. I don't know if they're called bucket umbrellas. Those are the ones I like, like the, I don't know, they're like circular. I know all umbrellas are circular. They're like more... I don't even know how to, like, dome-shaped. Okay, like, more dome-shaped. You can get a personalized umbrella. That's a good gift. Um, I know it sounds like who wants to get an umbrella, but I can th think about many times in my life where I have gotten rained on because I didn't have an umbrella, and so now I keep an umbrella in my trunk, which is also dumb because if it's raining, I'm going to have to get out of my car to go into my trunk. So maybe I should move it into my passenger seat, which I'll for, for sure forget to do. But that's a good gift. Um, personalized tumblers. Uh, if you have coffee lovers, I'm an easy person to shop for because I am. And my husband thinks I'm hard to shop for. And I'm like, how? I am a girly girl who loves coffee and wine and fuzzy things. So literally shopping for me should be the easiest thing because I, and I love pajamas, get me a cute pajama set with some K-cup pods, like a cool variety and a cute mug. That's a great gift. Get me a new wine glass with a glass of like a bottle of wine. That's a cute gift. Get me a, a new palette of makeup, like whether it be eyeshadow, whether it be like a couple different lipsticks. That's a great gift. Give me three nail polishes and a fuzzy pair of socks that's a great gift. Like I'm, and those are all things I'll use because like, that's who I am. Now, if I was like a grungy, like more edgy girl, if I was like cooler than I am, it might be harder to shop for me, but I'm simple. Buy me, um, a new pair of Victoria's Secret pajamas. I love their pajamas. Like get me a pair of those. Um, <laughs> like I am so simple. It's not funny. I don't know why my husband doesn't know how to shop for me yet which isn't fair because he's gotten better and honestly in this past year the effort he's put into our relationship is beautiful and the effort I've put into our relationship is beautiful meaning that like we are very busy like I've told you guys um but there have been many times where you know my husband wants quality time I'll be like kids are napping screw whatever I have to do let's hang out you know and there's been many times where he's like hey I know you've been stressed I bought you um this and it's been like things I, I'll use um some of the things he's bought are kind of silly he brought me like these candles that like when you push them together are shaped like a heart but you have to put like the little votive candles in there and it doesn't really match our table so I, I pull those out during valentine's day but I'm not going to use them all year. But like still, he knows I like candles. Um, and that's the other thing. I love candles. I'm never going to look at someone and be like, wow, you're so lazy. You got me a candle. I used to think that if I got my parents and grandparents, I still feel this way though, like a candle for Mother's Day or something, they would be like, wow, thanks. 
you didn't put any thought into this. But if someone actually got me a candle, I would actually use it because I burn candles all day, every day. Um, my grandma actually got me a candle warmer so I wouldn't have to like use a flame with them, which is super smart because I have kids and um, don't want to burn the house down because I'm ditzy. But yeah, that's another good gift of people. Scentsy, my friend sells Scentsy. I love Scentsy products. I specifically like their warmers and wax melts. Um, they have a lot of other stuff. Some of it I use, some of it I don't. I like their car stuff to put in the car. It smells really good. Scentsy is a great gift. For men, so here's how I shop for my husband. I like to do something he needs and something he'll want and something he wouldn't buy for himself. Whenever I give him presents, I like to do three. I like to do a practical, something you need, something you actually want, and then something that you would never buy for yourself. So for instance, my husband will never buy himself socks or shirts for work or sweatpants to lounge in or more, he needs a new pair of like Nike slides, um, slippers that he can like run out, wear to run out and take out trash instead of having to put on sneakers. Um, same like the slides. He will never buy himself those kinds of practical things or even just like a shave set that comes with like balm and oil, whatever, shaving cream, like good, good stuff for your skin, good skincare. He'll use up my skincare. So I buy him his own skincare, but then he won't refill his skincare. I have to just keep buying it. And so, um, and he's, you know, 31, he's 31. So he really needs to start taking care of his skin. And so I will buy something he needs like, Hey, (laughs) you need a new shovel because it's about to snow, not a fun gift, but when it snows, you'll want it. Or one of those snow scrapers for your car, yeah, it's not a fun gift, but you'll be thankful that we have it on deck when you need it. Um, something he wants, which might be a new video game. It could, it's usually a video game. It's really simple with him. Um, or new headphones. He does not like AirPods. He thinks they're hard and uncomfortable, which I understand. So like Beats, uh, if not Beats, um, just little earbuds. They have, they have AirPod-like headphones, <laughs> that or earbuds that are the like squishy part in it like a pair of those that's something you want um or extra charges for work that's practical extra like stuff for work like a care package to take into the office full of snacks and disinfectant and cleaning stuff something you need video game something you want and then like maybe I'll get you your favorite jersey something you wouldn't buy himself but he would for sure wear for sure like um or a new wallet, a new watch, um, an Apple watch. Um, I like to kind of do those types of gifts, like something you need, something you specifically want, and then something you wouldn't buy for yourself. And that's how I gift for my man. And that's the way I think of it. And even when it comes to like my grandparents, they literally have everything in existence. I think what's something unique they'll laugh at. And I like to make people laugh. Um, now that I have kids, it's easy. Just like get them anything from my kids. So those are my gift giving tips, especially for men, something they need, something they want, and then something they wouldn't get for themselves. And I think that is a good baseline for Christmas. If you have a husband who's kind of hard to shop for and you know, like he's going to be mad that I bought him socks. However, he's going to be happy. I got him this new game or a new video game controller, um, a new headset, Uh, a new video game chair, like something you wouldn't buy for yourself. So I'm getting him 
a recliner for Christmas. He doesn't listen to the, he won't listen to this in time. He's listening to all my old podcast episodes, which is really sweet. I'm like, yes, help my listenership, but I'm going to get him a recliner. He's in the house. Um, for the basement because the chair we have downstairs broke and a lot of times the kids will climb up into the chair and he likes to play video games in that chair so this will be nice and comfy and that's something he wouldn't buy for himself that he needs and wants so that might be the big gift and then he might get a bunch of socks with it who knows but it's like happy christmas merry practical i don't know Holidays are so much fun when you have kids because there's so many crafts and activities you can do. And I think I'm going to start Elf on the Shelf this year. The only problem is <laughs> I'm not sure if I want to start it this year or wait one more year to do it when Mia is four and Elliot is two. Unless I put the Elf somewhere up high because the the point about elf on the shelf from what i understand is that you put the the elf does all these funny little crazy things in the night so like when the kids go to bed or for me after when i wake up before them because i wake up a little bit before them i place the elf into like funny little crazy positions right so like they're getting into mischief overnight and it's going to be this cool kind of magical thing for the kids I'm not sure how my kids will react to it because Elliot will just grab the elf and you're not supposed to touch the elf because the elf loses its magic at least that's how I know it and I know Elliot's gonna grab it and then the other thing is that Mia plays with Barbies and I really I know that she does not look at toys as if they're real she looks at toys as if they're toys so like she doesn't think her Barbies do things in the night like she plays pretend with them and then she she knows like they don't hang out after she goes to bed. So I'm not sure if I have this elf if she's gonna believe that it's doing things. But it, she might if she sees like we leave it in one place and the next day it's somewhere else. So I might wait a year. But honestly, having a two year old, he's still gonna just touch the elf. So I guess it's really up to me how I do it obviously. So I have no idea um, exactly what I'm going to do about Elf on the Shelf and if I'm even going to make it a thing in my house. I really want to um, and I'm going to try. I just don't know if it's going to happen this year. I started this conversation thinking I was going to do it this year and then just logically decided that's chaos. But we are going to put up our Christmas tree on the day after Friday, Black Friday, um, the day after Christmas, the day after Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, um, cleaning out my Christmas corner. I'm really excited about it. I, like I said, feel, I feel like I'm being the smartest I've ever been for Christmas because I usually get my kids or in Mia's case, Elliot got like nothing from me last year. He got like three toys or something. Um, like baby toys. Cause he's a baby. He was like, two months old but um I am gonna get like practical things that help us that Mia will be excited for um and then her Barbie dream house and I have to say it quietly and Elliot likes to climb so I'm getting him this foldable slide I think I mentioned that before that you can like fold up and put away because I think that during the day in order to help my sanity with being at home, I need to wake up 
and not just log on to work. Like I need to spend time in the morning prepping myself and my kids, make them their breakfast, cover it up so it's ready to go so that when they are ready to eat, I can just heat it up and set up the living room and the dining room and even the basement with how I want to do the day. So if I want to spend my morning in the living room, Mia's really into those Highland, is it called Highland? Where's There's one right here. Those little magazines you can get a subscription to. High Five, it's called High Five. Highlights. Highlights magazine. Um, and those little things, and they have like stories and crafts that you can do, and sometimes they have recipes. Um, they have like a little story in English and Spanish, and they have like different little activities in them. My grandma got her a subscription, and that's a great gift. Uh, Mia actually actually loves them and she loves getting her own thing in the mail and she likes specifically doing the look and find activities but I need to set my day up a little bit better I think that that's where we as moms kind of make our lives more difficult is when we don't set ourselves up for success I think about how like if Ethan were to not I don't dads don't babysit dads watch their kids they're not babysitters they're dads um when Ethan watches the kids if I am going to a hair appointment or um some sort of engagement that I have or whatever I'm doing I set them up I figure out what's going to be their their next meal um and I kind of set it up I will cut up the fruit put it away so that when because I know it's hard having two. Um, that way he can just grab and give the kids what they want. And I don't do that for myself. And I need to. So if breakfast is prepped, if my snacks for the day, I think I'm going to buy bento boxes and just start using them more. I see a lot of parents use them. I need to be smarter for my at-home life. I think Mia loves having a lunchbox. There's no reason why I can't pack her lunchbox with her most of her lunch and then if I'm gonna give her you know spaghetti or mac and cheese or something from at home heat it up but then she at least has her lunch box to pull out pack the bento box for you know morning or afternoon snack so I can just grab it to them and they have it I think that I've been trying to just like let the kids do whatever which is fine we have like a very flexible loose schedule naps the same time lunches the same time um We typically do crafts in the afternoon around the same time, but I think I need to just start setting myself up a little bit better to help. And I think that's where both working moms and stay-at-home moms and probably especially work-from-home moms kind of, you know, fall short. Like, think about what you would do for a babysitter. Like, what would you do if you had someone coming into your house to take care of your kids? Um, Some people would do nothing, but I'm type A, so I would probably have, like, this is what I want you to get them for lunch. And I, I'm, I'm like that. And so I'm going to do that. And I think it'll help the chaos that is, um, my life when Ethan's away and also giving them fun activities. There's a lot of cool, fun activities you can do for one and two year olds and even three year olds. Um, at three, Mia's a lot more independent. She can independently play. She wants me to play Barbies all day and I can't, um, But for, like, Elliot, he'll play with some toys, and he's a boy. He gets bored. He starts destroying things. So, like, setting up some activities. The other day, um, I was trying to do a craft with Mia, and the pieces were really too small. They had, like, googly eyes and, like, some little pom-poms. They were just a little too small for Elliot to play with. Um, 
because I didn't want him to eat them. So I had to distract him. And what I did was I got um, a bunch of his toys. He has like little figurines from Winnie the Pooh from his birthday. He has like a little toy car. He has like some random little things. And I grabbed a cupcake tin and I just taped them onto this cupcake tin, like trapped them. And he had fun for a good minute trying to pull them out. And that was like little easy things that your kid can do that's like fine motor. Um that gives you five or 10 minutes or, you know, sometimes even longer, 20, 30 minutes to either work on a craft or activity with your older child, um, or get work done like for me. So if I am setting me up to do like paint, um, I could put Elliot in his high chair. I've done this before where you take like a Ziploc bag and you put paint inside of it and they, it's kind of like mess free. Um, Jello is something that I could sit Elliot in the high chair with, with some of his toys and he can just kind of play with it. Like I'm trying to get better about prepping things for them to do because I've done it before in the past. Um, but life has just kind of gotten away from me. And now that it's Christmas time, like focusing on the holidays. And I think that now that it's, well, it's not quite December, but as soon as December 1st hits, I think I could for sure every morning, Because let me tell you, my afternoons from 1 to 3 is when they nap. And it is kind of a fight to get them to nap. But once they're out, they're out. And it's a beautiful kind of breath that I can take. Like I can work for a minute and be undistracted. Um, I think we're going to start doing like Christmas movies either like right before lunch or right after dinner every evening. um, So that we have a specific thing. And I'm going to print out a craft to go with each Christmas movie. And that's kind of how I'm going to try to get through the Christmas season. And then after that, it'll be January and I could just do winter crafts. And then after that, in February, all Disney crafts because we leave February 23rd. Um, So that's my advice is if you, as a mom, if things feel chaotic and out of control, meal prepping really helps me. And not even, so for me, meal prep doesn't work. For me, like sitting down and actually cooking meals does not work for me. My husband will cook two meals Sunday to help me out with dinner for Monday and Tuesday. But for myself, it doesn't work. Because like, what if I don't want what I cooked? What if the kids don't want it? Like, it's just this whole thing. What works for me is setting up snacks, apples, cut up cheese, grapes that are already cut up, um... Ziploc baggies of goldfish and pretzels and um, pirate's booty. Mia's really into pirate's booty right now, so is Elliot. Like, whatever snacks they're going to have. Because a lot of times, like, with lunch, I have time to stop and make lunch. Um, With breakfast, I could really do it before I log on to work. I just usually don't. I usually just run around chaotically. But snacks are nice because it distracts the baby for a minute. And they can sit you know, for 10, 15 minutes and have a snack and it'll just be easier to kind of structure our day. So I think my goal this week, this weekend and um, really this weekend is to set my space up a little bit differently, clear out our Christmas tree corner, putting up the Christmas tree and then um, really spend my Sundays you know, laying out clothes for the week. Elliot goes through about three outfits a day. I need to lay those out. That would help me because I do find that, you know, he's eating lunch or breakfast and I'm running upstairs to grab a new shirt or running. Like if I know he's going to ruin his outfit, um, let me just have the next outfit ready is what I'm saying. I think 
Yes. Okay. You get the point. Being prepared. And I'll let you know, like next week's a short week. So luckily, you know, after Wednesday, I'm not working the rest of the week um, because it's the holiday. Ethan will be home Thursday and Friday. And so it will be nice. But if I really set up myself up in the beginning of the week and I kill it, I will let you guys know next episode. If it doesn't work, that's life. That is life. So as the holidays come closer, I was reflecting on, and I just talked about our busy season. Um, you know when you know where you're supposed to be, how, how good it feels? I don't know if this makes sense. So, okay. For instance, when I went to the college that I chose to, I went to Mount St. Mary's University in Emmitsburg, Maryland. It's a tiny Catholic school. Um, after touring, like, the University of Maryland College Park and touring Towson, like, touring bigger schools that I could have loved and lived and thrived in, but my husband wasn't there. My husband was at Mount St. Mary's University, and I just knew, not that I knew I was going to meet my husband there. Actually, I had thought the guy that I was dating at the time I was going to marry, but that's a long story. It's kind of a dumb story, but I just knew I was supposed to be there. And I remember I was writing, I'm, okay, this is just me sharing. Oh no, guys, I have to sneeze. Sorry. Um, I used to like sit in my dorm room. I had this beautiful view of the campus and write. I'm a, I'm a writer first. I've been writing since I was in the fifth grade when I wrote my very first poem. I actually have a, a poem published, but um, not to brag, but um, I used to write and I'm really into sci-fi like hashtag nerd alert and I used to just write books all the time just in my dorm room um while my friends were in class trust me I had a huge social life too but I was just while my friends were gone and anyway I've gone through just kind of weird experiences and it's really fun when you find your your person young and even when if you find them when you're older like the the experience you go through when you find your person is amazing. So when I met my husband, we went to college together. We graduated. We moved to our first apartment. We moved to our t- a crappy townhouse um, with roaches. It was the most horrifying, disgusting place. We didn't live in the safest neighborhood because I didn't know any better. And then from there, I learned to trust my instincts because we had lived about an hour away from home. And then we moved to about you know, 30 minutes from my mom's house, but more into the city. And it wasn't super safe. It wasn't my vibe. My husband grew up on a farm. I grew up in the county and I, we love kind of like rural life. I don't like to do rural things. Like I'll ride a four wheeler, but I'm not like a hunter. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to like raise cattle. That's not for me. I like to pass the cattle. I don't want to raise them myself. Um, I like having space. We both like to have space between our houses. It's not like that in our current home, but when we purchase our home in the next couple years that we want to be our forever home, um, we'll, we want space. We don't want neighbors like right, right next door, but we still want a neighborhood. I don't know if we're going to be able to find this. But anyway, just thinking about like who we are and as you like grow up, um, you know, me and him have gone through like different living situations, like really nice places, not so nice places, uh, graduated from an apartment to our, like our little house right now. And we're going to move from our little house, hopefully to our big house next. And, um, what's funny is like when you figure out where you're meant to be, like nothing can stop it. Like when God has a plan on your life, nothing can stop it. And what's so funny is that, 
Um, so my husband, his backstory, we moved to um, Frederick, Maryland, and it is actually one of the biggest cities in Maryland, but it's definitely small town, not really country, I wouldn't say, but almost country kind of feel. Like it's closer to the mountains and it's like really nice up there. That's where we went to school. That's where we fell in love. That's our stomping ground. Um, we moved from there to like Baltimore and then from Baltimore to like the county. And then we moved to now a, one of the ruralest counties in Maryland. And it's definitely not our forever scene, but we figured we'd like it because it was closer to Frederick, but close to my family. Like I'm 25 minutes from my mom, 26 minutes from my grandparents. Um, and you know, 20 minutes for both of us to get to work. Whereas in Frederick, we're looking at like a 50 minute drive to get into both of our offices. But what's kind of happened over the course of the years is my husband for years when we first um, had graduated college, he worked in Frederick and he worked in the rec department and he left to go pursue other jobs because he needed, you know, a salary with benefits and he worked preschool, did all these things. And, um, now he's running the basketball league up there. He's running a basketball league up there and trying to put his feet back into the community. And as we're doing it and where I'm, I'm all PR, I studied PR in college. It's my thing. Um, I am all into this kind of, you know, recruitment and I, I care about the community and I'm thinking about all of the possibilities we have with running this league. And my husband's thinking about all of like the basketball and sportsy type things and I'm thinking about the community things and he cares about the community too. Like we offer, um, not for everyone, but like, you know, sometimes we'll sponsor kids who couldn't afford to play like, you know, income-based sponsorships and um, other, you know, payment plans and different things because we understand, like, not everyone has this amount of money to drop on a basketball season at once and whatever, everyone's financials are different. But anyway, um, I was in my kitchen and I was thinking about, you know, how we're in our home and I don't feel the urge to move now. But I do know that, like, in about a year... I'm going to start cleaning out the house, packing things up, selling things. And about a year from then, I'm going to be house hunting. And we're going to be house hunting in Frederick. So next year, Mia will be um, still in preschool. And then the next year after that, she would be going to elementary school. And so it's important to me that we move and buy our house before she starts elementary school so that she can start in her new house, at her new school, everything at the same time. And anyway, so this is, you guys who have our longtime listeners know my journey from like the start of this podcast to now. Here's the next journey that we're going on. And I'm going to for sure tell you about it. I realize that we are supposed to be in Frederick. I talked to, I kid a lot about moving to Delaware because I really wanted a new fresh start. But we love Frederick and people complain about it on the sites and things, but we really love, that's where we fell in love. That's where we started our life together. And that's where we're going to raise our kids. And that's where we're going to live. And what's funny is that 
as I tell you guys this, you probably don't understand because you might not understand me. I know it's right. Like my instincts know when I'm doing the right thing. My instincts know when we're heading in the right direction. And that's really cool. So I say this to say, always trust your gut because when we moved to Baltimore, my gut was saying like, you can figure it out here. But I was like, no, no, no. There's going to be more jobs in the city worst year of our lives we moved to Baltimore and it's nothing wrong with Baltimore actually there's great beautiful areas we just picked a really crappy one and um I should have listened to my instincts so listen to your instincts good or bad and when we moved back up towards Frederick my instincts told me to um and it didn't make any sense it made no absolute no sense my job was an hour away and I said I'll take the commute I don't think I think we're supposed to live here and it was worth it to live somewhere nicer and have a longer commute um but anyway I just was reflecting on my life and just wanted to you know as the year comes to an end um it's nice to start gaining direction because honestly for the past couple weeks I've been saying god like what am I doing with my life what's my direction what am I supposed to do where am I supposed to go do I have a purpose and um I've been feeling kind of like I get blue in the wind. I get blue when the sun sets early. I hate, I hate this time of year, um, except for, for Christmas. Um, and it was just nice to have that. So anyway, that was super random, nothing to do with holidays, but I wanted to share that because it feels good to know where we're headed. And even though we're in the baby steps, we have little kids, we're just starting to rebuild this basketball program. I can really see how, you know, in 10 years, our kids will be you know, 11 and a pre-teenager, she'll be like 13. And um, our lives could look really different and it's really cool to get there. I'm really enjoying these baby steps. And a lot of times we get frustrated with life when we're in the baby steps of a journey and having little kids is hard. People always like, they grow so fast and I cling to them. I cling to them so much because I know First of all, I just love having little kids, um, and it's it's definitely the hardest thing, but it goes by fast. And just remember, the colic doesn't last forever. If you're pregnant, the morning sickness doesn't last forever. It could last for nine months, but I promise, honey, once that baby's out, you'll feel better. <laughs> it doesn't last forever. The hard never lasts forever. And a lot of times when we're in the hard, we don't see an end in sight. And I always like the end of my trimesters, I always get really like, Oh, when am I going to give birth? And I'm all emotional and it sucks. And even like having a newborn, I wanted him to stay a newborn, but that colic stage was terrible. And, um, but he's not colicky anymore. Just like right now, I low key can't wait for him to stop breastfeeding. Cause like, I just get touched out. It's not going to last forever. So if he wants me, he can have me. Um, and know that your, your life, even when it doesn't make sense, even when things are hard, even when things fall back, even when things don't make sense, there's a purpose and there's a plan for you. And I think a lot of people feel like you have to figure out your purpose and plan. And here's what I'll say. Yes, you should figure out what you're supposed to do in life. You should do the thing you're called to do. You should take steps towards living the life you want, but you don't have to have it all figured out because God does. Um, and just trusting him in the journey is going to help. We didn't know what was going to happen when Ethan lost his job. We didn't know what was going to happen, um, 
when we moved to this area, we didn't know what was going to happen and everything works out. And even like Ethan getting the, the basketball thing. I remember Mia was little. She was like one or she was a baby. We've been off for two seasons because of COVID. Um, and she, she, uh, he called me and I was already overwhelmed. I was already stressed. I was already mad about everything. Um, with basketball because he was coaching and he his job was crazy and he was like babe they they asked me to run this league and he was scared to tell me and I told him well then I guess you got to run it and it was a sacrifice for him and for I and still is a sacrifice but it's a good one it's one we care about and so anyway just because we have basketball registration tonight (laughs) I'm thinking about all these things um the heart doesn't last forever and that's the biggest thing I want you to know. And even if holidays are hard for you, I know like some first a couple of years holidays were hard for me. I don't know why. Um, you might have like lost a, a, a parent or a loved one, or maybe you're lonely this season. The hard doesn't last forever. And I just want you to know that. And if you need a friend during this season, holiday season, um, I'm your girl. So before I go, I just wanted to mention a couple other things about parenthood and the nature of parenthood and the nature of life and honestly I'm just frustrated so I just wanted to talk about it so last night like I had mentioned I had basketball registration um and so I recorded that part and then I'm recording this part um and we were at basketball registration and we so because I knew we had to get up, so we, we had to drive about 40 minutes from home to get up to where we had our basketball registration for the league. And um, we were bringing the kids because Ethan thought like he might need me. Also, I don't know. I just wanted to kind of be there and I thought it'd be cool if the kids came. And so we brought the kids. And so before we left around like three o'clock, we were going to leave at five. Around three o'clock, I ordered Pizza Hut. Now, let me tell you this. I don't normally eat Pizza Hut. Um, there's actually a local pizza place that I go to. It's like a, like a mom and pop place. That's really, really good. And, um, but the kids don't eat that pizza as much. So I figured like, let me try something different. And I haven't had pizza hut in forever. And so first of all, I already know it's gross. Don't come at me for it. I didn't realize how gross it was till I Googled. Um, and like, honestly, don't eat at pizza hut. I'm not bashing the company, but it's not, it's, it's like worse than McDonald's. Like don't eat there. And so we, um, the kids ate around four o'clock. Elliot didn't really eat the pizza. Um, he, he isn't a pizza kid, which is like, okay, whatever. Um, but I did have like some leftover macaroni and cheese and vegetables and some salmon that I cooked, um, the day before. So I gave him that cause he wasn't touching his pizza, but Mia ate like a slice and a half, which is a lot for her. Like she, we're lucky if she eats a slice of pizza. Um, usually she'll eat like a lot of fruit. Um, she likes like the sides and she'll eat some pizza, but she ate a lot of it, um, yesterday and she didn't really eat lunch that day. Um, when you have a three-year-old and this is just a warning and also just, just know this a lot of times they, um, they get, they get to this stage when they're like three, four ish, where they stop eating like 
they used to. So Mia used to be a really good eater and she's not a bad eater, but she is kind of finicky. Like some days she'll eat really well a certain meal. The next day she won't touch it. And I, it's really normal at this age. Um, and so she hadn't eaten her lunch that much. She had kind of snacked on the fruit and then she took a nap and then we were eating at four. So by four o'clock we ate lunch at like 1130. Um, I'm sure she was starving. And so she ate, and then we went to basketball registration, and we're playing in the gym, we're running around, and honestly, we had got there around 6, and around 7.30, so we had eaten around 4, drove up 40 minutes, got there around 6, and around like 7.30, like um, Mia takes her mask off to have a snack, in the lobby area where people are coming in and grabbing paperwork and she grabs a bag she had packed herself chips and animal crackers and applesauce pouch and um so she was eating some of the chips and then she just threw up in her mask and so I was like she took two bites of chips and threw up and then so we cleaned all of that up and we cleaned her up and here's where I'll say as parents I knew this was going to happen. I knew, I didn't know she was going to throw up. I knew we were going to need clothes for her. When I was packing the bag, this is what I'll say, Mia's three. At this point, we went up to the basketball registration. It's 40 minutes from our house. I put her in a pull-up because I can't guarantee she'll get to the potty. While we're at the gym, she loves this bathroom because it's at an elementary school. So it's like kitty size. So she's obsessed with going to the bathroom. We went to the bathroom like three times, like in the span of 20 minutes because she just loved the bathroom. We're running around. Elliot's running around the gym. It's super cute. Like they're having such a fun time at this registration. And then, um, but I thought to myself, well, Mia's three. I put them in like comfy, cozy clothes. Um, she was wearing a hoodie and a long sleeve shirt and like sweatpants. So she was running around. She could have gotten hot and she was starting to look kind of hot and she was wearing her mask. And I think she got overheated and then the pizza didn't sit well with her and she threw up and then she continued to throw up for the rest of the night. And so here I am like, of course, the one time I don't pack her extra clothes because I think she'll be fine. Uh, in my mind, I was like, what's going to happen? Like she might spill something on her shirt, but her snacks were pretty, you know, self-explanatory. And so typically I keep clothes in the car. I just have random clothes in the car. Um, but I didn't. And so all I had was like some extra sweatshirts, I had like two extra shirts in the car, but I had no pants for her. And she's a girly girl. So she's crying. She gets two outfits ruined. And I'm at the point where she has no pants. So I put her in her brother's extra pants because Elliot is still at the age where he drools a lot. If he has a snack, he's going to make a mess. Um, who knows? Blowouts still happen. And so I put her in her brother's extra pants. They're too short, but they get over her waist. She's like a skinny mini. Um, Elliot's a chunky monk. And so all this goes on and she throws up one last time and she ends up having to wear these basketball shorts they're like an adult no they're a kid's small but they're big on her and luckily um Heather who is was Ethan when my when Ethan coach was the team mom she was there helping out she's been amazing so she had her daughter run home and get like a, a puke bucket and thank god because Mia threw up in the car a couple times and she continued to like dry heave all night long and I'm not bad with throw up I can't like you know it's a little gross but you know if it's my kid I've got this like I'll get in there um 
And I was like, it's like the one time you don't pack something, you need it. So just always pack it when even if you're like, I'll be fine. Even if you're going to be five minutes late, just pack it. Uh, Because we definitely needed a change of clothes and we kind of just threw her and whatever. But that's like parenthood. And I felt so bad about about it because typically she's fine. She's eaten pizza before um, and maybe even has had pizza before once, but never ate that much. And after researching about it, it's just a really gross place to eat pizza. And the only reason I got it was our pizza place wasn't going to deliver in time, the one we like to go to. And I wanted something that was going to be like quick, no cleanup. Um, I felt like we were getting chicken nuggeted out, so I wasn't going to get like Chick-fil-A or something. And I, now I really wish I did because I feel so bad. And then the other thing was Mia was out of school for a week because she had the sniffles. It wasn't a week. It was a day. She was out of school for a day. She had started getting sick on a Friday and I didn't send her to school on Tuesday and she only goes Tuesday, Thursday. So she had missed like a day of school and had gone back that Thursday because she never had a cough or a fever. It was just the sniffles. And so she was allowed to go to school and they wear masks and everything. And so... Um, I was like, I don't know if she got sick from school and now I don't know what to do. It's always hard because it's like whenever my kids get sick, I like to be extra cautious in this era because of COVID. Um, I really do think it was just the pizza. But I was like, of course, here we are. Ethan has like people he used to teach in up in that area. Like one of his old students' moms came in registration, like old people. People are like, hi, Mr. Stewart, and addressing him like really officially. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he's like the boss. And it feels weird that like my husband's the boss. It's really funny. And over here, I'm over here like running around with the kids and my kids just throwing up. And so it was an experience. Um, and it just it just felt funny. It feels like we're in the beginning stages of our lives. Like we're building this organization kind of back up. It was it kind of died out a little bit. We're kind of trying to build it back up. And you just never know what happens with kids. So as you travel for the holidays, pack a lot of extra clothes, pack a bucket. You never know. And if not, just have like a grocery bag or two or three in hand or something just in case. I don't know if your kids get car sick. My kids don't get car sick. Um, I get car sick, but I don't like ever throw up. I just get like nauseous and I really like certain vehicles, especially like, but, um, as you travel, just make sure you're packing enough stuff. I will do an episode about probably like, I know it's already Thanksgiving, but, um, about traveling, uh, I have vacation. So I, I, feel like I'm pretty good at packing good things for my kids. Um, and if you listen to any of those episodes, you'll be able to hear some of my travel tips. If you're like traveling, you know, you know, between four and 24 hours, what to do. Um, although we haven't gone 24 hours yet, we will be when we go to Disney. But anyway, I'm talking a lot. That's pretty much all I have for this week. Um, I'm dropping this episode early because it's Thanksgiving. And I know you guys probably are just working Monday and Tuesday or maybe just Monday. A lot of people took the week off. So have a happy Thanksgiving. Um, Remember to have an attitude of gratitude. A lot of times our holidays get jumbled. We get lost in hosting or entertaining or preparing or cooking or traveling that we just get stressed and frazzled around the holidays instead of thinking like, oh, it's Thanksgiving. Ultimately, this is a day I'm supposed to 
remember what I'm thankful for. Same with Christmas. We get like, we have to visit this family member and this family member and pack all these presents and buy all these things when really we should be celebrating Jesus's birth and just being thankful for his existence and all of this stuff. So just remember, um, Thanksgiving, I, it's a controversial holiday for me for some, just for, um, like historical reasons, but for myself, I'm just taking it literally as a day of gratitude. And I might stop. It's like a day of gratitude where you eat a lot. Anyway, um, have a happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. And I will talk to you all next week. Um, please enjoy, rest up, and have good time with family. Cuddle everyone, hug everyone. And also, if you can, sneak an hour for yourself, a bubble bath, um, get your nails done, um, take a nap, like try to find time for you. Thank you.